down. So welcome back to the seventh episode of Foxcast, beautiful people. This is your host Shai, and today we have our guest Kayla Nico with us, who has recovered recently from COVID nineteen. So how are you doing, Nicole? I'm doing well. I'm so good. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. Thank you. So let's dive right into the topic. When did you know that you had COVID nineteen, and what were your symptoms like? Um. So I knew that I had COVID when. Actually, what happened was my boyfriend called me and <laughs> was like, you know, that his mom's boyfriend tested positive. Um, we did not mm-hmm. know that he had even gotten tested, but he let me know that the boyfriend tested positive and I had just seen my boyfriend the day before. So um, pretty much when he called me and said that, I, was, I knew like, okay, this is gonna be a thing for me because me and my boyfriend, we work out together. And we were just we were just in too close of a proximity for there to not have been a transfer. Mm-hmm. So and what? My, went- and for my symptoms, um, like it did start with the cough, the usual cough. But I think for anyone, they should look for the itch in their throat. I did have that itch in my throat at first. It wasn't like it hurt, but um, it was just uncomfortable. And then I think the cough started about two days later. Mm-hmm. So, like, what went in your mind when you tested positive? Um, when I tested positive, it was more of a relief. Like, okay, I pretty much knew I had it, but I was just I was con- concerned for myself because I had asthma. So, of course, I was like, okay, well, you know, how am I going to get through this with asthma? And my family, they have health issues, so I was definitely very much so concerned about my family and my own well-being given the fact that I already have some respiratory troubles and stuff when it comes down to asthma so yeah how did your parents react to it though um my mom was scared <laughs> she was so scared she it, i mean that was probably one of the worst feelings for her because i mean when i went to the er she couldn't go to the er with me because it was too much of a danger for her um it was the fear of the unknown for any parent to have to be in a house with their child, know that their child is sick, and then not even be able to go in the room and check on them or, you know, comfort them. So it, it was definitely a very sad, scary experience for them. Once you think you might have COVID-19, how do you get tested? How did I get tested? Um, yeah. They did the nose swab where they suck the little, it's like basically a really long Q-tip. <laughs> Maybe like three times the size of a regular Q-tip. And um, they stick it up your nasal cavity for 10 seconds, kind of swirl it around and then take it out. And of course, take it back to the lab. And it is not comfortable. <laughs> it is not comfortable at all. Some people it hurts, but thankfully for me, it did not hurt. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not a comfortable, comfortable feeling at all. <laughs> How did you know like which hospital to go to to get tested and stuff? So, um, I live, I do live in North Carolina. So, um, my mom did call my, pe- not pediatrician, what is that? My primary care doctor. And um, mm-hmm. we were just on the phone and the lady, she kept hinting this one um, hospital in particular. And, um, and she was just saying how, you know, she takes her 80 year old mother there 
they take really good care of her and it's the ER so it's really quick service there compared to a lot of the local ones around me and um so we really did get lucky to have someone who kind of gave us their honest opinion to tell us like hey this is a good area to go to I take my 80 year old mother there and um they have really quick service and then when we got there they had amazing service because I know if I would have went to my local hospital I probably would have been there for like five hours easily. <laughs> so. uh, how is a COVID-19 patient handled medically once he or she gets tested positive? Um, they re- they don't handle you. I think that's the sad. I think that's the sad part about it. They don't handle mm-hmm. a COVID patient unless you're in the hospital again. Like after you go for the initial testing, um, they, it's not like a regular doctor's office where you know you maybe get called in two weeks later to check up on you or something what they do is tell you like hey you tested positive um this is your window to where you may be contagious after two weeks you should be fine you can't get retested which that's the part i don't understand because if i can't get retested how am i supposed to know that i'm in the clear so they don't let you get retested, which is the sucky part about it. You kind of just have to wait it out at home. But if you do have serious side effects and your life is definitely in danger, then they will, um, then you will get admitted into the hospital. But thank God I didn't have to get admitted into the hospital. So I don't know the experience in the hospital, like if I had serious effects. But um, yeah, pretty much once you so- test positive, they just tell you like hey two weeks from this date and that's it (laughs) were you able to meet your parents during that period um no um i'm actually home from college because they closed the colleges so i am staying i'm back home with my family but i did have to be quarantined in my room for um i pretty much quarantined myself for three weeks just to be on the safe side because like i said like my parents they do have some health concerns so um we definitely wanted to be sure even though they recommend two weeks i recommend for any person that if your parents have any kind of health issues or any concerns please stay away from them for at least three weeks just to be safe and just to be sure how were you able to get your food though my food, um, they <laughs> they dropped it off at the door. Thankfully, we already have a microwave, so we have an extra microwave. So I just plugged it up outside of my door, and if I wanted something heated up, um, actually, when I was feeling well enough to actually get out the bed, I would just ask them to drop the food off outside the door and put it in the microwave myself, or they may heat it up themselves. But yeah, they definitely did not come close to the door at all. <laughs> That's great. Is it as bad as the media is showing it to be? Um, hmm. Yes and no. Yes and no. And I say yes because it's it's real. Well, I don't know. It depends for the person because my boyfriend and their family, they didn't go through anything. All that all that they went through was um, pretty much was just like you know the cough and the smell, the loss of sense of taste and smell but that was it but for myself i went through the breathing changes i went through the fever the chills the loss of taste and smell i was getting dizzy the body pain i I went through everything thank god i didn't end up in the hospital but i did definitely go through everything so i feel like 
I feel like sometimes they are portraying this as something that will just, you know, you get it and you die. <laughs> that's pr- that's pretty much mm-hmm. how the media has portrayed it, which that has been a reality for a lot of families. But also there are people out here who get through it. And I don't think that they're showing enough people who have gotten through it and let them, you know, share what are the different things that they took, the medications that they took to help themselves get better. Okay. How long did it take for you to recover? Um, I'm still recovering. <laughs> I'm still recovering now. Um, it has been, it'll be officially a month tomorrow um, from mm-hmm. when the virus got in my system. But um, I'm still recovering. It's definitely, definitely, definitely has been a process. Last week, the start of last week, I couldn't, I couldn't even go outside for a few minutes and not be tired. And um, mm-hmm. having different breathing, trouble breathing episodes. Um, I like to explain it as like, think about yourself trying to breathe through a straw. Like, and you know, the little tiny straws that they have at like cafes, if you're getting coffee. Like, yeah. yeah, like think of it like that or trying to breathe through a balloon. Like that's how your breathing feels. It's very, it's not comfortable at all. It's actually very scary. So thankfully I have gotten better. So this week I was able to work out and, uh, you know, not have anything, no dramatic, I guess, breathing troubles, but it's, it's definitely still a process, even a month later. That's awesome, Nicole. Are you still transmissible? I've heard that even once you recover and get tested negative, you still have a little bit of viral load left in your body. So, um, I am not that I know of. <laughs> I don't think I am because <laughs> they tell they tell us, and this is the unfortunate part about it, that even doctors don't even know. I went to the ER like two weeks ago, and no, about a week and a half or so ago, and was telling him like, you know, um, I know you guys, said I tested positive for COVID and I have pneumonia as well. I'm really struggling to breathe and I don't know where this is coming from. And they did a chest x-ray and the doctor's like, well, there's nothing wrong. Like you don't have anything left in your system. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> clearly I cannot <laughs> breathe. Like if I'm telling you I can't breathe, then there's something going on. <laughs> so um, the sad part is even doctors still do not know. Thankfully, um, I just got around my family like last week. Like I said, I took about a three to three and a half quarantine, even though the recommended is two. But after three weeks, I've been around my family. Um, everybody has been good. They're, they're not showing any signs of anything. So I definitely think that I'm in the clear, but people do need to know that um, this virus is real and you can get reinfected. <laughs> like just because you've had it one time, it's a lot of people who think just because you catch it once that you cannot get this virus again and you definitely can so you do can get reinfected yes you definitely can <laughs> uh, i didn't know about that yes i've also read online about few people who, who got tested again after recovering from it what are your thoughts over that um have you read that yes i actually have um i read about that before i even contracted the virus so that's how i knew like okay this Okay, I know fire is hot. I don't want to go through this again. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> people, they, um, I feel like for anyone, especially after going through it, you should know that this 
is real and take as many precautions as he can. At the end of the day, like if you come in contact with someone and say they were asymptomatic or just weren't careful, like that's really, <laughs> there's no really real control over that, especially for people who, you know, everybody's not fortunate. So some people, they have to get back into work life. Some people, they have yeah. to get back around people. And, um, True. and so it's just, it's, it's an unfortunate reality for people. And um, I just really hope that if you do go through it again, that, you know, there's, there will be a cure soon so that people don't have to continue to get reinfected. And especially as the world is opening back up, like, it's just, it's a lot mm -hmm. happening to where people who have experienced it one time. And a, one thing a lot of people do not know is that this virus has mutated into like 30 different strains, 30 plus different strains. So just because you are lucky one time, it may have gotten, I guess, a less aggressive oh, strand yeah. of the virus one time, does not mean if you get reinfected, it may not be more aggressive. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's like if you get uh, infected from the other 29 other strains, you may. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. You may never, it's just you really don't know what this virus is. silent but dead. Like, it just it sneaks up on you. And it's, it's crazy. And I really feel for the people who have gone through this and especially have had complications or even lost family members. I was just watching church yesterday and my pastor was talking about mm -hmm. um, I live in North Carolina, so it was a second grade girl who died from COVID. Like, so even young people are not immune from it, is what you're trying to say. Yes. Exactly. How do you think one can prevent themselves from catching COVID 19? Stay at home. <laughs> stay, <laughs> stay at home. <laughs> if you can. Now, if you have to go out and work, um, Please just stay protected. Like whenever you come home, change your clothes, put those clothes in like a plastic bag or if you have like a little bin or something, let those clothes be separate from anything else. Wash them in hot water. Um, make sure you're doing your steams when you get home. There's a lot of recipes with, um, it's like water and oranges and lemons and you know, you boil it over hot water and just inhale the hot water for like 15 minutes or so. Um, to help kind of kill anything that may be in your nasal cavity or in your chest. And when you get home, drink hot water. And if you don't have hot water, may, maybe drink, I mean, not hot water, I'm sorry, um, hot tea. But if you don't have hot tea, then drink maybe hot water with lemon or cinnamon. Ginger is a good one as well. Um, you just want to get something hot in your system just in case that the virus is anywhere in your throat it will go straight to your digestive system and it cannot survive in your digestive system. Oh, that's great. How are you doing now, Nicole? Um, I am a lot better. Like I said, I'm a lot better. I'm still, my body is still recuperating. Um, I'm getting back into working out. And like I said, I already have asthma. So um, I already mm -hmm. know how it is dealing with um, breathing trouble so thankfully I know like good breathing exercises and stuff to kind of help rebuild my lungs and restrengthen my lungs but um that's that's been my main focus just trying to get back to life get my business back rolling getting back posting consistently on YouTube so yes 
Mm-hmm. How do you, how long do you think this COVID-19 situation is going to last before life again returns back to normalcy? Like where people can go to huge gatherings like concerts or be it anything without masks mm-hmm. or without this fear, you know? Yes. Um, I think it's going to be a while. <laughs> I definitely think it's going to at least <laughs> be until the end of this year to the start of next year to where people can comfortably get back into large gatherings because we have to remember they don't have a vaccine for this just yet there's there's not a vaccine yeah so like even if they do make a vaccine i know i don't want to be nobody's test dummy <laughs> so even if they do <laughs> ship something out quick that doesn't mean that it's going to be safe so uh it's a lot of trial and error happening right now so it's definitely going to be a while before we can get back into large gatherings and i think it's unfortunate because especially in the U.S. right now, all of these protests and everything, um, people mm-hmm. are kind of forgetting that we're still going through a pandemic. So True. we're bound to go through a second wave and a third wave anytime soon. It's just waiting to happen at this point. Lovely talking to you, Nicole. Thank you for coming on our show and you have a nice Thank day. you so much. Bye-bye. Done. Thank you.